0: the cnbc app global market news in one place customizable sections and personalized alerts stocks tracking interactive charts and market insights all in your hands stay connected stay informed download the cnbc app today good morning everybody welcome to the program this is squawk box in your headlines this hour the nasdaq marks its worst month since 2008 leading heavy losses across u.s stocks in april as rising rates and inflation put pressure on the tech sector. Inflation swindles almost everybody. That's the warning from Berkshire Hathaway boss Warren Buffett as he takes big bets on the U.S. stock market despite seeing, quote, market mania.
1: It's almost totally uh, a casino and uh, it's a gambling parlor. And that existed to an extent
2: degree. Uh, Asian stocks slip in light holiday trade after China reports manufacturing at its lowest level in two years as Beijing's zero COVID strategy weighs on the world's second largest economy. And House Speaker Nancy Pelosi becomes the highest ranking U.S. official to visit Ukraine a meeting with President Zelensky and reiterating American support in the fight against Russian forces. Right, morning, Jeff. Lovely to see you. They brought the big guns in for the big declines, have they? <laughs> is that is that how it works? I don't know. I'm surprised you're not here with me at the wall. That's modus operandi, isn't it? We both have a, a big debate. What I'm gonna do is I'm gonna just whiz through these yeah. uh, and bring Jeff in as well, because look, There are too many people out there, and I'll just reiterate briefly what I said at the tail end of last week. Too many people out there who associate up with fantastic for the market and down as disastrous for the market. Well, actually, as I've said to you 150,000 times over the last 20 years, the fact of the matter is not all down moves are bad. They are about finding the right price for stocks, very often, that have been inflated by two. Big a rally to the upside when actually the fundamentals don't support it. So actually, when we come off as well, as long as it isn't destroying the economy, it is a good opportunity to find out which companies have got legs, have got a business model and which companies actually have been swimming naked to take one of uh, Mr. Buffett's phrases and plagiarise it there as well. The fact is the Nasdaq is having a horrible time of it at the moment. There is no doubt about it. Companies that are still going to be around in 20 years time uh, are having a bit of a revaluation and a sell-off. But companies, for instance, such as 20 years ago on the dot-com bubble burst that haven't got a sustainable growth policy, they will find themselves under a lot of pressure financing-wise, valuation-wise, uh, problems getting liquidity into their market price and problems finding longer-term investors as well. And rightly so, because that is what this is. It is a market-cleansing opportunity. And for those of you who think, oh, well, these declines are stratospheric, let me just remind all of you out there that the Nasdaq Composite is off its pandemic low, i.e. has rallied from its pandemic low by 86%. The S&P has rallied by 88%. For those of you who are longer-term shareholders, for those of you who look for value uh, at the depths of the market, there are still some multi-year enormous profits out there, okay? So let's just get that straight as well. That said, there are a lot of investors, including the one Jeff mentioned at the headlines, Mr. Buffett, looking for opportunities at the moment. Let's have a look at one of the biggest stocks uh, out there at the moment as well. Uh, Amazon. Amazon is 24% off its uh, highs, um, of what, 24%, uh, what is that, a year today, or is that off the record high? Anyway, let's just say 24% down, it doesn't really say, does it? Um, the fact of the matter is though, in fact, uh, from the 1st of April uh, to the 22nd, there you go, actually it does say up there, I, can't, I can hardly see it, it's from the 29th of the 4th, it doesn't even help me there, does it, at all? It's down a lot, the fact of the matter is, it's down aggressively as well, 14% in the previous session as well, uh, and the fact of the matter is, these are good, there's, Amazon will be around, Have you seen Amazon Web Services? Did you see the revenues it created? The fact is, it has an enormously strong position in a lot of areas, including, as I say, on cloud as well, but it has had some mighty big declines. Was it overvalued beforehand? Not in my wheelhouse to say to you, but the fact is you have a much better entry point now, because it's down, as we say, 24% over a non-disclosed period of time. It doesn't say. So the fact of the matter is you have got a better entry point here as well, haven't you? Let's have a look at US tech in the more broadly as well. Again, seeing some big sell-offs across the board. Apple down 3.6%. Alphabet down 3.7%. Microsoft, again, really strong in Azure. Really strong on many many of its operations. Down 4.2% as well. Is this all about what happens from the Federal Reserve about inflation? No, I don't believe so at all. I think it's about a reassessment uh, of uh, inflation aspects, about valuation, about rates, about the kind of companies that are going to generate profit with their business models and those that haven't got a a hope in hell. Uh, Ten-year treasuries, let's move on and take a look at where they're trading. What a big week we have ahead uh, for that as well. I mean, it's not just about, and although it is uh, hugely about what the Federal Reserve does, what the Federal Reserve says, we've got the jobs report as well. You've got so many other really interesting pieces of data. You've got jolts coming up as well. Job openings and labour market turnover survey. That is a brilliant, brilliant piece of data every month as well. We must look at that tomorrow as well. Ten-year Treasuries, the yield picked up again uh, to 294 as well. Uh, The underlying, of course, remains under pressure. Dollar index. Dollar index has had an absolutely fantastic run to the upside uh, in the last month as well. It was up 4.95% as well. Oh, 4.98, according to that as well. Up a half a percent in the most recent session. Dollar-yen, really interesting. I've been reading a lot about this one as well because the, the logic is, if you're an exporter, that's great. You've got better terms of selling your goods abroad. And, you, and you, the fact that, and I was I was reading about the not-China status as well for Japanese corporate, so money's being directed perhaps Uh, to Tokyo, to Japan in some ways as well. But when do the inflation concerns of a weakening yen uh, start to weigh not only on the MOF, who are beginning to make some noises, the politicians, because, of course, they've got to subsidise this enormous import of energy bill uh, for the consumers, uh, for the corporations as well. Um, So when does that start affecting the psyche over at the Bank of Japan? But we spent a lot of time saying not yet. They doubled down last week as well. So, let us move on. Berkshire Hathaway CEO Warren Buffett has warned that stock markets are encouraging speculative behavior. Well, with all due respect to Mr. Buffett, and again, the man's a brilliant, brilliant, brilliant investor. I think we all know that bit. (laughs) We kind of know there's a lot of speculation out there. But anyway, he's a brilliant man. He made the comments uh, during his annual shareholder meeting Saturday claiming Wall Street is like a casino.
1: What capital markets are supposed to do and you study it in school and all that. And other times, it's 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 almost totally uh, a casino, and uh, it's a gambling parlor, and that existed to an extraordinary degree uh, in the last couple of years, encouraged by Wall Street because the money is in the money is tur- is in turning over stocks. I mean, people say how wonderful you done if you bought Berkshire in, in you know 1965 or something and, and held it. But your broker would have starved to death. I mean, it, 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 it's, Wall Street makes money on, on one way or another catching the crumbs that fall off a table of capitalism and, 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 and an incredible economy that, that you know, nobody could have ever dreamed of a couple hundred years ago. But that they don't make money unless people do things and that they get a piece of them. Well, Buffett also
0: gave his thoughts on the impact that price pressures are having on investors right
1: now. Of course, the bonds can swindle the equity investor, too. Everything. Uh, 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 inflation, I should say, swindles the, the bond investor, too. And they, it swindles the person who keeps their cash under their mattress. It swindles almost everybody. And um, the problem if you have a business that doesn't take any capital and Let's just say the dollar depreciates 90% or something. So things cost 10 times as much. If it doesn't take any capital, you can charge 10 times as much. And you've kept your relative position. But most businesses take some capital. Warren Buffett. Well, the Federal Reserve is widely expected to aggressively
0: hike rates when it delivers its latest decision on Wednesday. This after Chair Jerome Powell confirmed that a 50 basis point hike is on the table for this month's meeting as inflation spikes across the US. The Fed's preferred measure of inflation, the Personal Consumption Expenditure Price Index, rose 5.2% in March. The early indication on the futures is that we will get a positive start to trade in the United States, with the Dow indicated up about 200 points or so.
2: Uh, Elwin de Groot joins us now, head of macro strategy at Rabobank. Elwin, the market's beginning to appreciate that uh, markets can go down as well as up, which is quite extraordinary for many of our viewers. who have never seen that. But you make the point that markets may be underestimating the margin pressures and pain that companies are facing this year. From that, can I surmise you think we're going down further?
3: Yeah, I think that well that would be the, the, the bottom line conclusion. I mean if if you look back, I mean we've we've had so many years of, of very low inflation and that's basically what, what all investors have been used to for, for the past uh, decades really. So and what we're seeing right now is is really unprecedented. If you look at uh the, the, the impact of that commodity prices has been having on uh, on manufacturing uh, uh, costs, output, uh, input prices for, for many businesses. It's really, uh, I mean, it, it, it doesn't even compare to what we saw in the in the mid-1970s, uh, early 1980s. So this is really quite an unprecedented increase in costs for, for companies, uh, raw materials prices. Uh, and I, yeah, I, I would argue that uh, investors may be kind of Underestimating that that impact. If you look at the uh, the, the the gap between uh, producer prices and 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 uh, consumer prices in Europe, that ha- gap has risen by almost 25% since uh, yeah since since last year basically. So that that's really massive.
2: And as you and I and Jeff all well know, when you see commodity prices at the kind of levels they are now. It pretty much always leads to a recession thereafter and uh, with the markets uh, being affected thereafter. What should our viewers be doing now then to uh, insulate themselves against their, or everything you just mentioned?
3: Well, you know, I mean, obviously, uh, uh, inflation is bad for, especially when you're a fixed-income I- I- investor, um, uh, and 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 we see rate hikes on the horizon, uh, not only from the Fed, also the ECB. So that's that's a difficult climate for 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 all investors, uh, basically. Um, now, the the story that 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 we've seen uh, over over the last couple of months uh, is that that uh, equities maybe maybe given more of an insulation uh, to to uh, uh, to inflation i think that was also a bit of the 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 the, the storyline that that you had in the, in the in the previous program um that still may hold but i think investors have to be quite you know uh, uh, quite picky uh, to see which companies actually have that pricing power uh, to uh, to continue uh to 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 price uh uh to uh higher to to consumers and when you are you know going into a situation where where demand is going to soften and and that's something that i expect we already had some indications of that in the in the gdp reports last week of both the us and and and, and europe where i think everybody was surprised that there was already quite some weakness in the first quarter if that is going to uh, to continue in the next few quarters and i think that's that's fairly likely uh that means demand will soften and that also means that investors have to be you know quite quite picky in in in, in which companies they invest to in, invest in, uh, you know, you have to pick the, the the companies that have that that stronger pricing power uh, and are, let's say, less vulnerable to uh, uh, to that inflation and also to to higher interest rates.
0: Elwin, let me ask you about the the central banks in a little bit more detail here because um, those who are optimistic that we will avoid recession, we'll have a soft landing and ultimately that markets will find a new level not far away from where we are now, hope that the central banks can deliver a soft landing and that they will be sensitive to any rapid decline into something that looks like stagflation how optimistic or otherwise are you that that can be managed at this stage by the federal reserve the bank of england and the ecb
3: i would say for the the, the fed basically we uh, were not too optimistic i think it, it you know inflation is so high and 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 the fed really determined uh, to yeah to, to get rid of that uh, situation to to solve that problem inflation uh, they'll probably hike uh, the, the economy into recession. And um, we also know, uh, let's say from history, that it's it's not that easy to engineer a soft lending So I think it's more likely that they will indeed push the, 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 the US economy into recession. Now for the ECB, it's slightly different because the ECB is actually trying to uh, tread very cautiously uh, in order to avoid that situation unfortunately the ECB is is having to deal with with a, a much more negative external forces and, and 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 that is obviously the the impact that the the war in Ukraine is having on the European economy uh, a much bigger impact from from the high commodity prices and inflation on the European economy so even if the ECB uh, uh, stays fairly cautious, uh, they may still be faced with with, with a uh, decline in in uh, economic output. Um, that's still partly dependent, of course, on on, on the uh, on on the continuation or the the uh, acceleration of, of, of sanctions. Uh, there's now talk uh, of a sixth package, which may include uh, uh, an oil embargo on uh, on uh, on Russia. Uh, that's another step that would take european growth closer to uh yeah to to stagnation or even recession uh, at, at the end of the year so um i think that that's that's the the difference but yeah uh, in europe therefore um uh, the ecb may try to uh, walk this fine line yes
0: let me ask you a slightly different question there because you've 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 stated here uh that you think it is worth owning corporates that have pricing power in this current environment Fair enough. Let me ask you then, given that we now have, I don't think, any European non-financial corporate debt that's in negative territory, is there any value in buying the debt rather than the equity if you're concerned about the credit quality of corporates going forward? Because at least that gives you an earlier claim than the equity holders have on the
3: business. I, I, well, there, there could be some 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 merits in that. Uh, although we have to bear in mind that it, you know, if you, if you look at the, the 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 spread widening that that we've seen uh, so far. Uh, it's been fairly modest and 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 the question then is uh, you know have, have we already uh, already uh, ran ran the the, the the full course there so so to speak um, uh, currently we we are in a, in a market where uh, I mean it's it's kind of a risk of uh, uh, environment uh, so uh, that's 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 difficult for 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 many assets and and that includes uh, 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 corporate debt basically corporate bonds so um, uh, uh, let's say in, in terms of uh, for the short term, I, I i wouldn't be too convinced of that argument yet. Um, but it may have some merit some somewhat further down the line. Yes.
0: Elwin, it's been a pleasure catching up with you. Thanks for sharing your insight. Elwin De Groot, head of macro strategy at Rabobank. Join our U.S. colleagues later. They sit down with Goldman Sachs' CEO David Solomon, that interview coming up at 16.30 Central European time. We'll also hear from Bank of America CEO Brian Moynihan, that coming up at 20.30 Central European time.
2: Yeah, I was looking at the biggest sectors that have been declining, and I'm surprised that financials was number four. I I thought financials would be well-insulated because of the mantra I keep hearing from people about net interest margins expanding when you've got higher interest rates, but it doesn't appear to be the case.
0: Uh, The interesting thing was, that that did seem to be supporting banks through the third quarter and into the fourth quarter of last year, but you really notice a sea change in performance yeah. coming into this year, yeah. as suddenly I think the markets realised that a recession is not good for anybody. <laughs>
2: they got that, and actually, well done market. and
0: actually, I think what what a lot of people close to the banks saw was that fee generating. Activity no was way. actually down quite sharply.
2: No way, if only if, as a channel we'd have said yeah. that to them a few times and quoted well known analysts as well and said that actually not all that glistens is gold in a rising interest rate environment. Well, if only you and I had said that, Jeff, yeah. we might have been able to help people out. <laughs> Just listen occasionally. We're not completely stupid. Uh, HSBC's largest shareholder reportedly tells the bank it's time to break up. That's a fascinating story, really fascinating. And we've got Jeff, who knows more about this region than pretty much any other reporter and anchor out there. So we'll do this after the break. Did you know, Jeff Cutmore? it's a bank holiday here in the United Kingdom? Yeah, well, yes, yeah, strangely I did know that,
0: <laughs> given that the roads were empty and there were lots of drunken people well, heading Well, funny back. you should say the latter point, did because you notice I only
2: realised when I drove through the fantastic nightlife yeah. hub that is uh, Brixton these yes. days. Now Brixton yes. back when I grew up was not the kind of place you want to be yes. uh, on, of a late evening, but now it is absolutely thriving and there were, I'm going to be so patronised, there were so many young people out who right. were just revelling, having a lot of fun. Then yes. I realised it's a bank holiday. Yes. But anyway, the and me don't do bank holidays. Well, no, 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 we're we're here.
0: We're here. All weather presenters,
2: aren't we? (laughs) Yeah, normally absolutely bucketing down. Yes. Um, Other adjectives are available. Uh, Right, uh, let's have a look at the Asian market. And also, there are holidays in certain parts of of Asia as well. Not for the same reasons we have in the UK, but it's ex-China and Hong Kong you're looking at on the screen. So the Nikkei, barely moving in the current session. We do have declines for the ASX over in Australia. The Kospi in uh, Korea, South Korea. Um, And the nifty-fifty is also down in negative territory. Over in China, though, we have had uh, factory activity falling to its lowest level in over two years in Mm -hmm. April, as Beijing's zero-COVID stance continue to hinder output. Official manufacturing PMI came in at 47.4 below expectations and the lowest level since February 2020. That's interesting. That's just before, of course, uh, the pandemic hit aggressively. Uh, The service sector also came under pressure with PMI at 41.9. Top Chinese regulators have reportedly held emergency talks to discuss how they would respond to Russia-style Western sanctions. China's central bank and finance ministry invited dozens uh, of both local and foreign banks to discuss how it could protect its overseas assets but did not reach a consensus, according to the Financial Times. Beijing did not mention specific situations, but an invasion of Taiwan is said to be one of the main scenarios. Now, the next story, fascinating.
0: HSBC's largest shareholder, Ping An, has asked the British bank to split its operations between Asia and the West. The Chinese insurance giant argues that listing an independent Asian business in Hong Kong would generate greater profitability and autonomy with lower capital requirements. Sources who spoke to the FT say Ping An has already laid out the plans but HSBC maintains its current strategy is efficient and says it's focused on driving higher returns despite macro and geopolitical headwinds.
2: So I asked you uh, yeah. a totally honest, naive question this morning, what? and you know more about this situation because you spent so much time in the region as well. So I'm going to ask you the question. Go on. Is this about politics between China and the West, or is this about a strong business rationale for breaking up HSBC?
0: Uh, I think everything's about politics when it comes to a Chinese company that um, it has a major stake in HSBC. Um, look, HSBC has had a tricky decade, uh, and it's not only been the issue of um, which side of the political fence it leaps, because it's come under huge criticism for its positions with regard to Hong Kong and the national security law and the way it has been forced to publicly avow central government policies in China that sits very uncomfortably obviously with a bank that is effectively legally headquartered in the UK so you can understand with this increasing pressure to balkanize the world of finance that we're seeing now with the Russian sanctions and the US sanctions on China and the pressure on Chinese companies listed in the United States and so on and so forth, you can understand why the Chinese government, through Ping An, might want to exert further pressure on HSBC to split itself in two. But the one thing that doing that would remove from the table, which is hugely advantageous to HSBC, is obviously that the City of London is an amazing location for raising capital
2: for Asian markets and for China. Absolutely. My next question, and I, and I appreciate that Mike and the team want to move on to Credit Suisse and we will do that whether we get it in the set but I just think this is so important. My next question is, China is always running the slide rule over the capitalization of its banks. It's one of the big concerns. The banking and shadow banking sector, has it got enough capital to withstand the headwinds which are facing China and the world? It's one of the most important things that the the CCP and the Politburo concentrate on as well. HSBC is unambiguously a well-capitalised bank, and as you say, it's well-regulated, it's mm. London-regulated as well, so it has no capital problems as well. If this is such a great conduit for Chinese capital, why would you upset the capital, Apple cart on this by splitting it up and putting in jeopardy that capitalisation?
0: Yeah, I think it's just a question of how they have prioritised what they think matters. Right. I think, yes, um, access to capital in the UK through HSBC important. But in terms of the hierarchy of needs, as they might be expressed by the Politburo... So politics over I, economics, I over finance. That, I uh, that, that would be my read on this situation, although I'm very happy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm very happy if someone wants to step up and explain to me why that's not the case, and why this is a purely financial decision.
2: And Ping An has Shenzhen shareholding, which of course then takes it straight back, of course, yeah. uh, to perhaps uh, political influence.
0: Yeah, but a very interesting. I mean, I just very last word on this. Yeah, yeah. but. Um, Obviously, I was out Thursday last week doing a couple of panels on the they were future. Great, by the way. Thank you very much. Yeah, I love the, the John Hill of, stuff. The future yeah. of the City of London, yeah. the future of the financial architecture of the planet, and so on. And some very interesting comments came, came up, some very alarming comments about actually, we may not only have seen the peak of uh, globalised trade mm. in the interim, we may actually have seen the peak of globalized cross-border capital flow. Interesting. Because the sanctions regime, the weaponization of Swift and yeah. the dollar has now shown countries like China and Russia yeah. and others that their reserves are not even safe I if they're based in the I'm dollar. I'm still
2: pushing that book to you though. You right. don't want to read it, do you? No. I've said twice now I've told I've said it's great. I've I've been reading a book about the the conflict between China and the U.S. that could potentially come. Yes, And it's a a Harvard historian, a professor, who's basically looked back at a huge number of conflicts previously and said how in history, up from the Peloponnesian War forward, how this could play out good and bad. But you don't want it, do you? Thank you for listening to Squawk Box Europe Express. For more market-moving news, you can head to cnbc.com.